On this episode of Hit the Deck. Up in British Columbia, they're holding a hockey tournament for a great cause. But really, what's in a name? This was their eighth annual event known as Took Tuesdays. So I think I'm pronouncing that correct. Is this like the hat? I've always thought that that was pronounced Took. I thought it was Toke or whatever else. Took. But uh, Took, thank you. Fool of a Took. And springtime means the crack of the bat. The roar of the crowd, the swish of the skates. There was a college baseball player in uh, Michigan, and the baseball field was literally iced over. And he skated on the baseball field, took ground balls and practiced. Plus, mirror, mirror, can you tell who's the most popular mascot in the NHL? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that 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 stuffed the ballot there. I don't believe that he, at all. Uh, no, he's he's got it. He's won them over. We might as well give up the whole thing. He's won. Pack it in, James. It's over. All this and more coming up on this episode of Hit the Deck and Theme. And the home of the Welcome to episode 129 of the Hit the Deck podcast, where we talk deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey, it's hockey in sneakers. And we are back after another week of missing you desperately. We're back here again to talk at you. Hopefully we can we can scratch that ball hockey itch that you just oh you can't like oh i need it i need me a fix man i need some of that sweet ball hockey pod man just give me a hit of that ball hockey pod just one please come on i'm good for it you know i'm go- where I, what is even wrong with me i don't know what like what uh, why what i hey all right you know what Let's start over. Let's start with the starting lineup for tonight so so we can get get properly into this podcast. So for tonight's starting lineup, in goal as ever, I am number 35, your American rhino, Gary McComiskey, and of course, <laughs> my reasonable co-host. On defense number four, I'm James Sejazi. At least I hope you're the reasonable one, James. How are you? I'm hanging in there. How about yourself? I don't know, man. I go off in these places. I, I don't like I don't plan this stuff. Just stuff comes out of my mouth. And, you know, I'm as surprised as anybody to hear what it is. Well, I think I understand where you're coming from because it's Lent. So we always have to sacrifice something. And then that makes you want whatever it is you sacrificed, which is the point of it. So I understand where you were coming from with wanting to talk deck hockey because that's podcast for me anyway is one of the major highlights of my week so no apology necessary if you're suggesting that i sacrificed my sanity then man I, i've i've been a, a a better catholic than i thought because i think i gave that up years ago <laughs> uh but before we go on um how was your saint patrick's day oh 
Oh, my Saint Patty's Day, James. Oh, Begora, you're asking about the Saint Patty's Day. Where are the green Erin Gobra? Oh, uh, it was good. It was good. I played some hockey. I got to, oh. I got to go out and I wore green. I wore my, uh, I to the the game, not during the game, but to the game. I wore my Cyclones, my Brooklyn Cyclones Irish hockey jersey. Uh, and, and I didn't, the only reason I didn't wear it in game is because it was an XL and it wouldn't fit over my gear, but, uh, I did have a green practice Jersey that I wore during the game. So, so, uh, you know, I, I, it was good. Uh, went over to my parents the later that day and had some corned beef and cabbage and, uh, yeah, um, good times had by all. How was your, Excellent. uh, St. Joseph's day? Uh, it was, it was good. Thank you. Um, it came and went, but, uh, you know whatever <laughs> okay that's a glowing endorsement uh, yeah um, no offense to st joseph it's just i haven't had um the luck of the Irish. life has been life yes exactly life has been very tough for me over oh, going on three years now so it's very hard to try and stay positive and look at the bright side but i appreciate the the uh the care um but a good thing though is speaking of st patrick's day that night i uh, watched the nhl network and there were a couple of really great specials repeats but Specials were so good, they should be watched again. One was about the history of the NHL, the 100-year mm-hmm. anniversary a couple of years ago. And the other was uh, Names on the Cup, which was a special about the Stanley Cup, which is just so fascinating. And the, the cool thing about the 100 years of the NHL was a very dear friend of yours that you bumped into in Hershey Park, by the way, was Rod featured Hockey? in the great— yes, Rod Hockey's greatest, on the Stanley yes, Cup? No, not in the Stanley Cup. In the 100, he should be on the Stanley Cup. Maybe he is. I don't know. But Hey, I have no right to be here. How you doing? I'm Rod Hockey over here. But he was he was featured in the 100-year anniversary of the uh, National Hockey League. I'm a complete disgrace to the game. hi Now, Mr. Hockey, I'd, I'd love to have you on, with Gary's permission, of course, to do an interview, but um, you're always slipping through our fingers. So. Hey, uh, that's, that's, uh, that's how I am. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm shady. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm crafty. I'm, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm hard to pin down. It's very true. It's very true. We've been, what, this podcast is three years old and we haven't been able to get you on, but <laughs> I'm glad that you didn't object to uh, being a part of our deck hockey draft a couple of years ago. So thank you for that. Hey, no problem. So uh, special about the names on the cup, huh? That, that sounds fun. The yeah, names that was on se- the cup are etched in steel, etched in steel, etched in steel. The names on the cup are etched in steel forevermore. That's right. <laughs> we just, at the recording of this podcast, recently celebrated, speaking of special days, the birthday of the great Bobby Orr. And of course, he was uh, in that names on the cup special as of Gretzky and the Islanders uh, and so on and so forth, the Canadians and the Rangers, uh, really fantastic. The Detroit Red Wings to name a few, but if you're a fan of the, of the NHL, you just love the Stanley cup as it is. And, and, and that special really was uh, fascinating and enjoyable. And if you have a chance to catch it, I recommend it highly. It's probably silver, right? Not steel. Well, it's probably some kind of alloy really. Because I doubt, I doubt it would be pure silver, but uh, maybe the original. I don't know. I'm not a metallurgist. Is that is that a thing? Uh, yes. The, the study of metallurgy. Sure. I don't. I don't know. I I don't know enough about the cup to speak on that confidently, or even you know unconfidently. 
Metallica? I know know enough to make stuff up. There you go. Well, here's a great tidbit that I learned from that uh, special is the Stanley Cup is older. Well, we knew that anyway, older than the NHL by at least 25 years. But the Stanley Cup is older than everybody alive today. Wow. Yeah, that was a pretty interesting fact. Well, you know. And the evolution of the cup itself, too, was really cool to see. It doesn't surprise me. I mean, we know I, I we know that the, the cup is quite old, so it makes perfect sense that that it would be older than you know, that really is remarkable though, the continuity of of the Stanley Cup as a trophy for hockey. Like it's of all the trophies for all the sports, obviously everybody knows the cup, but you know, the lineage and the history there, uh there's a reason why it's such a big deal for players to win the Stanley cup. And, and I don't think it's just because it looks cool. It's, it's really, there's something there, you know, there's something very special there. And I think, I think they know that. Definitely. Thank you, captain obvious. I'm talking to myself, not you, James. No, I did. I understand. No problem. It's no. the Stanley cup. I mean, you know, it's, you love it. It's amazing. Alternate captain obvious. <laughs> it's, you know, the, the, the where's the, the AC. Yes, yes, yes. We got hockey fans get it. A O O A. I don't know. I don't hey, know, Rod, man. Did... I, I don't know. Mm. I should probably sleep. But before I do, we should do a podcast. Oh, yeah. Good idea. You know, here's something. I'm just going to bring this up. I wasn't intending to, but this is just kind of a thing that happened. So. We started a YouTube channel for the the LIQ, which, uh, as longtime listeners will know, is the hockey league that James and I are a part of. And, you know, we, we've taped our games from, from time to time. We've played some of those games for you on the Hit the Deck Facebook page, live streamed them. And, you know, so we had the, the footage. We decided, rather than just kind of limit them to the Facebook group, let's start our own YouTube channel and, and put them out there to the wider audience. Not that I'm suggesting you need to go find it, but uh, you know, it's LIQ street hockey. I think if, if you are interested, Uh, I don't know why you would be, but regardless, the, the reason I bring it up, James is because as I was going back and posting the old games, which, are laughable, really, because we didn't know what we were doing. These are going back to like 2014, back when I first started playing goalie. I didn't pick up the game at all until uh, 2013, late 2013, when when we formed the LIQ. But uh, that's neither here nor there. But the reason I bring it up is because I was watching the the footage from those old games, and it's only been you know not even six years yet, but. I feel so much older looking at myself back then. I feel like I used to move a lot better back then. And uh, part of it is probably because I have the two knee braces now that I wear during the games. So I can't, you know, bounce up and down as quickly as I used to or as uh, smoothly as I used to. But it's just it's remarkable how much you can get beat up just even playing a game recreationally in a few years. It's... uh, and, uh, you know, age and and shape of my body, uh, obviously, they're contributing factors as well. But, yeah, I just, I don't know. Father time doesn't mess around. No, it's true. And that's why we try and convey also for the average sports fan out there or maybe even not the sports fan at all is that 
there's a very small window for professionals too. They grow up living and breathing whatever sport it is, devoting their whole lives to it, and their parents included, and siblings or whatever the case is. And then their prime is very maybe five to ten years tops, depending on the sport, and that's it. And then when the, once you hit mid thirties, uh, you're over the hill, and and some other young guy is looking to take your spot. And it's tough. And that's one of the lessons of uh, watching that special. The names on the cup, too. Uh, some guys that, that, like Bork, for example, that uh, devoted his whole life to getting there and uh, the great Bruin and, and all that, and then goes to the Avalanche and has the opportunity to win the cup. And he did, which was pretty remarkable. But uh, it, it, it just really kept emphasizing how hard it is. And how lucky a lot of those players are because there have been some great players and never even had a chance to play for the Stanley Cup, mm -hmm. as an example. But it, it, it's it's true. And, and seeing yourself, too, must be really odd. Uh, I don't want to see any footage of myself personally, but you, you, you see it in yourself. And, and it really, it, it's amazing because your brain wants to do something and your body just says, nah, nah, I don't think so anymore. And, and I remember hearing, too, growing up that uh, every seven years, for whatever reason, if it's a coincidence or in our heads or whatever the case is, that your body really changes. So once you get to like 27, um, you're much, you're closer to the 30s, obviously, than you are to your young 20s. But sure. it's like, a, it, it's a hard seven years. And then it gets harder and harder. And yeah, I'm, you know, I got 41 coming up and, um, you know, I don't know how much deck hockey I have left in me. So it's, it's humbling and, uh, hopefully you can appreciate what you have while you have it. You have as much as you're willing to work for James. Yeah, I guess. And, and like you were alluding to also is that we're weekend warriors and we don't have the chance to practice every day and get the cardio. Uh, personally for me, uh, the commute is such her is so horrific and takes up so much of my day that I, I haven't worked out in, in months because I just don't have the time and uh, you hear excuses and whatever, but I don't have the time or the energy to do it. So uh, it's a shame and you need to stay in shape and hopefully uh, hold off father time as best you can. But, you know, it's not happening for me. Well, these things are temporary in the in the grand scheme of things. So your your uh, your luck will turn, James. I certainly hope so, because it's been a long, hard road, and the cross is uh, is is bigger and heavier and more splinters on it, but I'm trying to, to get through it. But anyhow, yeah, but thank you for all that you did for putting up all that great footage of the LIQ and appreciate it, because, and Gary won't admit this either. It's all thanks to him that, that there is any footage of it. It was his cameras that he set up himself and recorded everything. Um, and edited everything as well, and then went so far as to put it up on, on a Facebook page and set up the Facebook page too. So thank you very, very much. Much appreciated. I'm sure the LIQ guys are enjoying it as well. And uh, the latest footage that you put up was really, I enjoyed watching it so much and from the different angles and the way you cut it and the just really sensational stuff. So well done, sir. Ah, thank you. And uh, just one last thing on this point, because as I said, I hadn't intended to bring it up, but since I did, and really just one thing uh, to kind of bolster your uh, maybe confidence a little bit. One of my favorite things that I posted on that channel and something I had completely forgotten about is in 2014 during the Stanley Cup playoffs, NBC had a bunch of different commercials and one of them was uh, using an 
kind of uh, an acapella version. Not even not. It wasn't really acapella, but the music was stripped out. So it was vocal only version of Queen's Under Pressure. Queen and David Bowie, I guess, technically. But um, yeah, and, and it was I really I thought those were great commercials. So I had made one for the L.I.Q., like using that music and cutting together footage from one day's games. And I really liked the way that that came out. So uh, I, I'm pretty proud of that one. That's up there. And James, one of I again, I'd forgotten about this. One of the well, there were there were two scenes particular of you and I in that game, because, you know, you are, of course, my uh, my my defenseman. You're my personal defenseman. You're you are my, you know, Brian Leach or uh, what have you. And so there's two quick scenes, one of, of, you know, defeat and one of glory. Uh, The defeat is you kind of trying desperately to to block a shot. I think dropping down to, to block a shot in front of the net that ultimately winds up going in and you kind of collapsing on the ground in in disappointment. And then a short time later, there is something of you like laying out in front of the crease, the, the, on the concrete, I might add laying out to, to block it. And the shooter is able to go around you, but I am given the extra second to come across and scoop up the incoming shot with my catching glove. So that, that was a great play, which, uh, you know, you should be very proud of. Well, Thank you. But yeah, I'm used to, I'm used to being on the ground face down. So, but that's good to see that uh, teamwork came through. Makes the dream work, James. There you go. There you go. Just a lesson for all you youngsters out there is that no matter what you just have to keep trying and plugging away. You know, I I like, uh, we've talked about this a bunch lately just because of all the coverage we did of the Ironman tournament and Daniel Wilson's work in the RSHL and all that. But and I, I'm not even saying this to plug my own stuff, but really, I I really enjoy watching, you know, deck hockey and, and what have you just on YouTube, like not, you know, not like I mean, I enjoy watching the NHL as well, but I enjoy watching this kind of stuff because it it doesn't matter what level you're at. Some of these games could be really exciting and like a play like that. I I you know, it's been five years since I put these things together. I had completely forgotten how it all worked out. So when I saw that play, like my heart was in my throat, like, oh, am I going to get it? Am I going to get it? Oh, yeah, I stopped it. Like, and, and it was, it's, you know, it's exciting. It's just, it's, this stuff is really exciting to watch. And that's, I love doing the podcast. And that kind of thing is part of the reason why I love doing the podcast because, we all, you know, enjoy playing hockey, but you can't play hockey all the time. You can't play hockey 24 hours a day or, you know, really waking hours, realistically 16 hours a day for me. But I can go on YouTube anytime and I can watch somebody else playing hockey or I can, you know, listen to this podcast if I want. I mean, I know I, spoilers, <laughs> obviously because we do it and then I edit it. So it's like the third time I'm experiencing this stuff, but still, you know, it's, I'm able to get excited about hockey, not just by playing it, 
by experiencing it in other ways. So I highly recommend, you know, I'll get off my soapbox now, but I highly recommend that if you just enjoy being exposed to hockey, that you seek these kind of things out because they are there and they can be very worthwhile. Well said, sir. And uh, anybody in the deck hockey community feels the same exact way. And I'm glad you brought up the uh, RSHL again and, and the great work that they do too. And because it's really amazing that the angles are, are so well done. And uh, yeah, it does translate well to YouTube for whatever reason, but it, it's cool. And you do get the emotion and the excitement. It's not as flashy like the NHL or, or the networks and stuff like that, but neither is deck hockey. And that's one of the things that's so appealing and loving about it and why people just really devote their lives to deck and not anything else. And we'll get into that more uh, as the podcast progresses, but uh, this particular podcast um, edition, and it's true. So uh, well done to you and well done to uh, all the other people that uh, share their deck hockey games with the rest of the world. And uh, you could just tell by the hits as well, you know, get a few hundred people watching at a time or maybe even more. So that's really cool. Well, James, speaking of, what we're going to talk about later in the podcast. Would you mind telling us what is on deck for this podcast? I wouldn't mind at all. Well, thank you kindly. Tuesdays with Bali. An annual ball hockey tournament in Surrey, British Columbia, Canada helps the homeless. The American Rhino and I have all the details for you about another great charitable deck hockey event. And base puck or hockey ball. With the Major League Baseball season starting next week and the Stanley Cup playoffs beginning soon after, Gary and I finally have an excuse to talk about this fun topic that merges our favorite sports. And that's what's on deck. Thank you, James. You're welcome, sir. You know, uh, I, <laughs> so this first topic, Tuesdays with Bali, I get it. <laughs> it's a takeoff on Tuesdays with Maury. You know, it's, it's, it's reasonably clever. It's about what you'd expect from this podcast. Uh, and I'm not putting that on you. It's, you know, I enjoy your your uh, little headers for these topics. But uh, when I first read that on the on deck that you sent me, I thought it was like Tuesdays with Bally, like uh, not not the not the gym Bally's like pinball, like uh, like in Pinball Wizard. It was like, I thought I was the Bally table king, like like that kind of Bally. I was like, oh, what what is this about pinball? Like, are they playing pinball hockey or you know what? Actually, I've not looked this up, but sidebar, a ball hockey themed pinball table would be awesome. Get on that with with Rod. <laughs> yes. Yes, it would be perfect. It would be perfect. Hey, good job. High score. Yeah. Keep it up. You're doing it. <laughs> trademark, trademark. Yeah, right. Yes. Copyright. Yeah. Yeah, now I just have to create a pinball table. That that will I can bang that out in no time. <laughs> Knowing you, that's the truth. No. No, no sir. Not my area of expertise. Well, in the meantime, at least we could talk about this very sweet charity that uh happened last month because they hold this every first Tuesday of February, and it's an annual event, and the charity that runs it is known as Raising the Roof. 
Is it and a bunch of went... Amish farmers that that build a hockey arena? No, that would be pretty cool, though. <laughs> maybe maybe we have to ask uh, Gritty. He may know that a little bit better than we do. If it's he, kinda, yeah, it is, he is from Pennsylvania. That's true. So maybe when we do this week in Gritty, uh, American Rhino, if you wouldn't mind channeling Gritty, seeing what, what's up with that. But uh, no, this is this is up in Canada. It's just south of Vancouver. The town of Surrey, I believe, is how it's pronounced. And the charity organization is known as Raising the Roof, and they have their own website, RaisingTheRoof.org. And we will have all that information for you on our various outlets, of course, as usual. And the cool thing about it is I believe this was their eighth annual event. Nice. Yes, known as Took Tuesdays. So I think I'm pronouncing that correct, too. If not, I apologize. So is this, is this like the hat the Canadian hat? Is that the what we're talking about? You're probably 100% right. I forgot to look up what uh, Took is. Like the, if, if it is the hat, that's like the hat with the ear flaps and the dangly little uh, bits on the end, I believe. And I've always thought that that was pronounced Took. I thought it was too. But uh, watching the footage of the uh, annual event, uh, maybe it's a Canadian accent and I'm not being insulting. I'm being completely honest here. The gentleman pronounced it as Took. But uh, I, I agree. I thought it was toke or whatever else. Took. But uh, took, thank you. Fool of but a took. I don't know. Oh, sorry, um, my, my Lord of the Rings is showing. There you go. So. Is that Merry or Pippin? Man, I, it's, I haven't read that in so many years. <sighs> you read those books? God bless. Oh, yeah, numerous times. Holy moly. I, I couldn't even pick one up. Listen, I so when I was uh, in high school – my freshman English class, we had to read The Hobbit. So that's where I first got uh, introduced to it. And then I found out, probably from a friend who was more into it than I was at the time, I found out that The Hobbit was part of a larger lore, you know, the, the Lord of the Rings, and which it wasn't written as initially. It was kind of retconned into being so, but that's neither here nor there. That is a story for a different time. But so I took these books out of the library. I think they were my school library although it might have been the public library i don't remember i just remember they were these very thick volumes that hadn't been checked out in probably 20 years <laughs> and uh yeah no but i i did I, I i read them numerous times and then after the movies all came out i got the extended editions of all three lord of the rings movies and then my sister and I did a marathon one day of of the three extended edition movies. It was something like 15 hours. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, yeah, we were both a little bit fried <laughs> by the end of it. But uh, yeah, speaking of marathons and 15 hours, that's the same thing that was going on with the uh, Took Tuesdays. So their their uh, eighth annual event, which really went on all day. And that's the beauty of it. And very uh, as the quote in the articles here, there's a couple of articles written about it. James, I, yeah. I think what you mean to say is that it took all day. Thank you. Sure. Yes. yes. Hi-o! Excellent assist, sir. <laughs> yeah, I believe this year they had 15 teams or so from people all in the uh, area, from firemen to professionals to whatever. The point being that they were all getting together to raise funds for the homeless. And it's amazing that uh, in Canada, the population is only about 37.3 million people. And uh, according to 
raisingtheroof.org, there are around 235,000 homeless Canadians each year. And we all know, at least most of us know, how harsh the weather is in Canada, Mm -hmm. as a matter of fact, in various parts of of the uh, Great White North. But the day that they did the event this year on, on February 5th, 2019, the weather was so drastic that I believe it was in minus degrees. Yeah, it went from minus five degrees to the coldest of the day to one degree as the warmest part of the day. And the people that were running the tournament just put it in perspective there that uh, imagine being homeless and having no place to go inside and warm up and really puts it in perspective. So it's a wonderful event and a wonderful charity. And they raised over $15,000 again this year, which they did last year. And uh, just uh, as as they were saying that it's very Canadian to, to do deck hockey. Uh, they had an inflatable arena to play in, rink, I should say. I want one of those. Just yeah, me too. As a sidebar. Absolutely. It just looked like it was so much more fun with that. And uh, Hit the deck really, Kickstarter, anyone? There you go. So uh, maybe we could reach out to the Raising the Roof people and pick their brains a little bit. Nah, not homeless yet. But you know what? It, it, it's seriously, if it weren't for my parents, literally I would be homeless. So um, this kind of hits, uh, hits pretty close to home, if you will. For me, so it's something that uh, I don't take for granted anyway. Um, you know, if you see somebody on the subway, or because in New York we see a lot of homeless people too, and it's yeah. very unfortunate. It's heartbreaking, and um, you know, especially if, if if it's if it's our military, that I just can't stand. If it's uh, a veteran that is homeless, I can't think of anything worse than that. So um, these these heroes that the reason why we have what we have don't have roofs over their own heads is. Um, just disgraceful and an embarrassment on every American. So hopefully that goes away and we could all follow the uh, footsteps of these big hearted Canadians that uh, they also uh, not only just raise funds, but uh, collect coats and and warm clothing, which is very important, obviously. And, um, you know, that's just nothing but good stuff there. So hopefully that there won't be a need for any of this, that there won't be any more homeless people. But yeah, if it weren't for my parents, I'd be on the street myself. So you know, don't take stuff uh, for granted. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you. I just, I don't have anything further to contribute, you know, there, but for the grace of God, go I. So I endorse everything you just said. Yeah. and, And again, as we always stress on this podcast is that a lot of people use deck hockey to raise money and, and to use charities and have a focus because it's so encompassing and everybody can play no matter what. It doesn't matter who you are or how old you are, as we were just saying before, how young you are or uh, if, if you're uh, crippled or whatever the case is, uh, you, you could all play and have fun and enjoy it. Um, so that's uh, that's the benefit of it. And one of the reasons why we it, it, deck hockey is so popular around the world, not just in Canada anymore. So really cool stuff. You know, I was... I just exercised some rare good judgment just now. Based on what you had just said, I, I was my instinct was to break out a little, it doesn't matter if you're black or white. And then it occurred to me, maybe Michael Jackson, not the reference I want to go to right now. <laughs> That's right. Good, Very good move on your part. I mean, I, I occasionally, you know, can can think past the immediate thing that's about to come out of my mouth. Another great save, sir. Thank you. Yeah, I I decided to moonwalk that one back.
Well done. Thank you. All right. Speaking of of bizarre, out-of-place things, (laughs) what's next, James? Yeah, and this all ties in the whole YouTube as well. There was a college baseball player in uh, Michigan, Central Michigan University sophomore outfielder by the name of Chase Rowland. And this was uh, back again in February that uh, his baseball season was about to begin around the 15th or so. And um, Central the United States just got nailed this winter yeah. with some horrible, horrible winter weather, sub minus temperatures and snowstorms and you name it. So Michigan was no exception. They were right in the thick of it as well. And the baseball field was literally iced over. And not only was it iced over, but it was thick enough that this young man was able to strap on his ice skates, his hockey skates, thank you very much. And he skated on the baseball field, took ground balls and practice on the ice. Well, that's amazing. dedication, yeah. Yes, and, and he's a third baseman, uh, at least uh, the footage, uh, they, they say he's an outfielder, but uh, he, he was taking grounders at third, the hot corner. Well, you know, and, the skates probably give him an advantage in being able to get to the yes, get, get to and those even balls di- look quicker. It's, it's true. And he dived for a couple of plays and, and made a great, great stab a la David Wright. So that, that was nice to see. Nice. Yes. Was the person feeding him these uh, balls, were they also wearing skates? No, he wasn't. The coach, from what I could tell, he was he was batting just like regular fungo, hitting the, the ground balls for practice. And uh, Mr. Rowland would throw the ball to first base at, as usual, which I was really impressed by, mm-hmm. that uh, he was able to steady himself on his ice skates and, and really throw very well with authority to first base. And there was one play when he dived that he popped up on his knees and, and threw a strike to first base as well. So the guy doing the footage, recording the footage, was like, hey, great play there, kid. Well, he was probably sliding towards, you know, across the infield as he was throwing. As a matter of fact, yeah, if he wanted to, his momentum could have carried him over. If there were a base runner, he could have made the play all by himself unassisted, <laughs> sliding over to first base. But mm. uh, then then the, there was footage of him, quote-unquote, rounding the bases in oh, his skates. yes. Which, which looked like so much fun. And um, one of the things I love about when I was able to play softball was I loved diving head first. So this young man dived into third base head first. You know, James, I've heard that that actually slows you down. Although on the ice, maybe that wouldn't be a, a problem. You know, there's no there's no friction there to stop you. So maybe <laughs> sliding uh, head first on the ice actually is an advantage. You're right. You're right. So, uh, but yes, um, stick it, it that in your you craw and smoke it there, Keith Hernandez. No, no, I never, never step on Keith Hernandez toes ever. <laughs> but running to first base, absolutely a sprint uh, as they, they've made that. Uh, my philosophy is if you're diving, you're making your body longer. But I'm no pro, so I don't know what I'm talking about. But anyway, it was cool to see him dive into third base at first. Yeah, well, sure, first. I mean, they're they're taught from a, a young age to skate through the base. <laughs> That's right. And, uh, the only thing I was kind of disappointed was I wanted to see some BP. I wanted to see him take some batting practice and, and, and practice bunting. I would have loved to have seen a bunt on the ice, see how it would stay fair or if there'd be spin on it or whatever the case would be, but did he, um, did he take any, uh, did he bat with a hockey stick at any point? Yeah, that would have been cool too. I, I didn't see that, but the, the clip was really brief, but to his credit at the time that this was posted, 
He had nearly 900 retweets and more than 4,500 likes. Yeah, that's pretty um, good. I and, mean, and, and, and over a million yeah. views, yeah. Hey, yeah. I, so, I like it. I mean, not officially in the YouTube sense, but I dig it. Like, that, that's pretty cool, you know? That, that's fun times. Yeah, and, and as you said, too, which was a great point, you have to admire the young man's dedication. And, um, I, you know, Gary and I, we love hockey. We love baseball. So it was just a match made in heaven. So well done, Mr. Rowland. Uh, and I hope that he has a great season and uh, maybe see him in the big league someday. You know what? I admire this guy, and I'm glad he was able to have fun with this. Although I'm a little surprised at the coach, to be honest, because just thinking of it from his point of view, I would think that he would be worried about the mechanics, like the the doing all this stuff in skates, messing with this guy's mechanics, because obviously, you know, this is all fun and games. But if he's training to get ready for the season, it's muscle memory when you're doing this stuff. And wearing skates is going to throw off what you're doing normally. So I'm a little surprised that the coach endorsed this, you know, pleasantly surprised, but surprised nonetheless. Yeah. Well, again, that just goes to show you the dedication and love of hockey in Michigan. They, they wear their hockey hearts on their sleeves. Mm -hmm. And um, so maybe, but you know, that that's a good point. That's probably why they didn't, uh, the coach probably refused that he would hit in skates. So that makes sense. And, and maybe that's also why the, the clip was so brief that he only maybe took a few grounders as to not mess around with his mechanics. So um, good point there. Oh, thank you. Yes. That's, (laughs) that's, you know, that's what you come for. Your expert, expert analysis. Well, spoken like a father and, and, a, and a fellow hockey player. So well done, sir. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know me. I pull most of this stuff out of my hockey pants. So you can't go by me. But uh, yeah, well, <laughs> uh, that that's. Uh, <laughs> I'm just jealous that we didn't think of it. That's all. That's, that's true. I wish we had had an opportunity to do something like that. Yes. But you know who does crazy stuff all the time? A certain uh, orange furred maniac. Uh, who we referenced earlier, who happens to reside in the city of brotherly love. And so obviously uh, we've come to our favorite recurring segment here on the podcast, which is this week in Gritty. This week in Gritty. And yeah, this, I won't say it's been an entirely quiet week for Gritty, but I I have a feeling this one's going to be a short one. You know, you never know. Obviously, sometimes we surprise ourselves with this stuff, but I, I think I, I, I'm, I don't expect to spend too much time on this. So the first and foremost, Gritty celebrated St. Patrick's Day as, as, as all of us, not all of us, I shouldn't say all of us because that's presumptuous and probably wrong. But uh, as many of us did, uh, although not in the same way as many of us, uh, and what I mean is that Gritty uh, kind of was the world's largest, scariest leprechaun for St. Patrick's Day. He, he, he didn't like paint himself green or anything like that. But over his hockey helmet, he or I should say atop his hockey helmet, he had uh, one of those green leprechaun top hats that he was wearing. And he also had green suspenders that he was using to, to hold up his hockey pants and they they were hiked up pretty pretty high i have to say it was it was a little more you know a little more gritty than i wanted to see there uh, a little more definition to gritty than i wanted but um you know yeah so 
if you happen to be at Wells Fargo and for St. Patrick's Day, then then, uh, you know, you you did not find a pot of gold. You found a terrifying, terrifying, gritty monster. What a disappointment. Yeah. And Gritty also being the start of March Madness, Gritty has filled out his own March Madness bracket, his own NCAA big dance uh, March I don't watch the tournament. I don't care. Frankly, I don't care about the tournament. I don't know what the nicknames are. Whatever. I don't get it. But Gritty filled out his bracket, which big, big, big bracket. And he, I mean, he had fun with it. His picks were like increasingly ridiculous variations on the teams that he actually picked. Like uh, a team called Liberty. I don't know what school they're from. Liberty something or other, presumably went from Lady Liberty to just America in the bracket. (laughs) And one of the, I don't even know what school it was, but all of his like subsequent picks were like, I like turtles. I still like turtles. I love turtles. Oh goodness. Gonzaga became Godzilla. And then Lady Gaga, like he he had a, somehow he managed to hit on Kim Kardashian in the bracket. Uh, just casually in the corner. And, you know, he he uh, ultimately Gritty has once again proved that he is the worst because his <laughs> his pick to win the whole thing was Duke. Oh, All of that just for Duke. Actually, oh, uh, original. Actually, what he said was love wins. But really, it's Duke. I'm surprised that he could write, quite frankly, that that's pretty impressive. Among everything else. Yeah. And and he really, he sold out the Pennsylvania teams. No Pitt, no Villanova, nothing. No. no, no I don't even know if, they, if they're in the bracket or not. But Duke. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. He's, he's just, uh, he's, yeah. he's looking to tick off everybody, huh? He's drunk with power, James. He thinks he can get away with whatever he wants. Good golly. <laughs> this... This this creature has no limits, James. This is like uh, when, you know, you when you don't discipline a child, an unruly child, they just push the boundaries and eventually they can't be controlled. This and and I'm also curious. Yeah, you're right. And uh, I'm curious if his home arena is going to host any uh, basketball NCAA tournament games, too. I'm sure it has in the past, but that's not a good way to get on the, the good side of the mega organization that's making money hand over fist off of these college athletes. Yeah. Uh, apparently this, this, I saw this, this wasn't really this week and this wasn't anything that gritty specifically did, but apparently the other NHL mascots are starting to become very uh, jealous and, and, you know, in some cases violent towards gritty, they're pushing oh. back. Uh, okay. Good. The, the Jersey devil got so angry that he smashed a television when gritty came on it. Oh, nice. So, uh, you know, I mean, it is Jersey. So if if they need a replacement television, I'm sure, uh, you know, hey, I know a guy a thing fell off the back of the truck. Uh, don't ask too many questions. Yeah, PC Rich instead of PC Richard. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. It's uh, it's Jersey. You know, these things happen. <laughs> but I guess I guess the the biggest news of the week and the kind of the marquee bit of business here in This Week in Gritty is that this week Gritty was voted by a pool of over 500 NHL players in a landslide 
to be the most popular mascot in the NHL. Oh, that that the stuffed the ballot there. I don't believe that he, at all. Uh, no, he's he's got it. He's won them over. We might as well give up the whole thing. He's won. Pack it in, James. It's over. All right. Well, uh, American Rhino, if you wouldn't mind, I like eating my crow. Um, I don't want it cold, I guess. Um, I, I, I've eaten duck, so if you could prepare it that way, I'll gladly eat it. Thank you. I guess in this case, it would be duck a l'orange. <laughs> Ding dang. Yeah, I thought that uh, Gritty would have flopped so catastrophically. He wouldn't have made it past the all-star break. And uh, I've been completely 100% wrong. So thanks a lot, Gritty. I mean, it's got to be the train wreck aspect of him, right? Like, it's it's you can't look away. Like, Gritty is, he's just, he's just one continuous train wreck. Like... You never know what he's going to do, and it, it's always just, like, fascinating, morbidly fascinating, I, I guess I would say. It's like uh, back back in the Attitude Era of the WWF, uh, they they used to call the stuff that, you know, the, the crazy stunts that they would do every week crash television because it was like a car crash every week, and, and it was just, like, going 100 miles an hour, and you never knew where it was going to go. It was just do the wildest, craziest stuff you could to attract attention and, you know, live another week. And I really, this, this, that's what this feels like with Gritty. He does all these crazy nuts things. And I think people just, you know, the novelty of it is what appeals more than anything. Yeah. And as we said too, that there were focus groups and they, they did their research and put this together and I'm sure it took them a long time. It didn't just say, Hey, let's just come up with some big orange goofy guy with googly eyes and here you go. So, and, and for the NHL too, it just seems like with, yeah, they have mascots and stuff like that, but it's always about the sport, you know, like hockey, at least in, in the tri-state area, for example, they don't even do a lot of giveaways. It's the tickets, you buy a ticket to the game and that's it. You're not going to get a free cap usually or a jersey or something like that. So I, I'm completely wrong and there you go. So thanks a lot, Gritty. You know, I, I feel like I feel like Gritty is what Cookie Monster would be if instead of cookies, all he ate was a steady diet of spicy Cheetos and hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, your your philosophy is definitely on the money. So thank you, American Rhino. Yeah, you don't have to thank me. I didn't do anything. Uh, anyway, that so. So, yeah, dear listeners, that has been this week in Gritty. This week in Gritty. And that is going to do it for another episode of Hit the Deck. We've we've come so far and 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 and. We've laughed, we've cried, we've made some memories, and really, the podcast was the friends we made along the way. And I don't know what I'm talking about, so I think it's really important that Pops just just, just put us out of our misery here. Last minute remaining in the podcast. Thank you, Pops. So, I, I, oh my goodness. You're getting so philosophical. I don't, like, wh- wh- th- I'm telling you, James, I don't like plan this stuff out. I just open my mouth and stuff comes out into this microphone. I like, I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to subject you to this. You you deserve better, listener. I apologize. But uh, that being said, we'd like to thank Pops for being the voice of the podcast, Anthony Sajazi for providing us with music, the LIQ for sound effects, and you, of course, always and every single week for listening to this podcast. Without you, there would be no us. 
And, you know, I guess it's debatable whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it is what it is. So here we are. If you would like to email us or or tweet at us or contact us in any way to let us know what you think of this train wreck please feel free to do so you can email us at hit the deck deck is spelled d-e-k hit the deck at gmail.com we are hit the deck pod on twitter on instagram and facebook we are at hit the deck and we have a youtube channel which is hit the deck podcast please feel free to subscribe to that the youtube channel the podcast all of it subscribe to us so you never miss another episode of hit the deck it's always right there when you want it and really it helps us out as well and if you're feeling frisky please go onto itunes and leave us a review of whatever whatever you think is fair we'd appreciate that as well it would really help out the podcast and spread the word like if you think it's a good podcast if you like it if you enjoy hit the deck spread the word spread the gospel of hit the deck to uh, you know far and wide and and tell your friends so that being said, James, is there anything you'd like to say here at the end? Yes, thank you, sir. Of course. For those looking to play deck, check out the Columbus Deck Hockey Association, the Charlotte Street Hockey League, the Raleigh Street Hockey League, and the VAR Hockey League, and of course our own LIQ. You can check all of these leagues out on our search engines or Facebook or Twitter or whatever the case is, and thanks for listening. Thank you, James. And Thank you, sir. No, thank you. Thank you, James. Thank you, listener. Thank you, I guess, Gritty, for providing us with content every week. I mean, you know, credit where it's due, much as I hate to say it. But uh, thank thank everybody, anybody and everybody. Thank thank the world. I'll just, I'll just, I'm like Oprah. You get a thank you. You get a thank you. You get a thank you. <laughs> everybody look under your chairs. It's gratitude. <laughs> I am not having Dr. Oz on this podcast. <laughs> we have standards here at Hit the Deck. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. Like, I, I don't. <sighs> I am I'm clinically unwell, honestly. That's why we love you, American Rhino. <sighs> it's entertaining podcasting. Yeah, it better be. Uh, okay. Well, anyway. Uh. Okay, so dear listener, I think I think now is the part of the podcast where we we just end things. And so I think it would be doing us all a mercy to do so in the usual manner. So that being the case, as always, I will remind you that whether you are arguing over the pronunciation of a Canadian charity or slip sliding away playing the wrong sport on your field of choice whether you are out and about gambling and carousing and becoming the best at what you do or whether you are exhibiting behavioral signs that are really frankly troubling regardless of what you happen to be doing i would urge you to remember it's deck hockey don't be that guy thanks everybody not my best work, but they can't all be great. That's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Hit the deck. <laughs> hey, it's something. Are you going to scratch out its hockey and sneakers and replace it with that? Yeah, that's our new tagline. You know, truth in advertising. <laughs>